We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, how are we doing tonight? Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk, up and running once again. I'm Sean Styers. He's Vince D'Addario. It's raining outside. Yes, it right is. Now. It's kind of ugly outside, and I guess it's supposed to rain all day here tomorrow in town as well. I haven't looked ahead to the forecast. Is it supposed to be decent by this weekend? Do you know? Yeah, it's supposed to be um, low 60s on Saturday, but I mean, okay. it's a night game, so it's going to be cooler, obviously, yeah. than the high, right? So... But yeah, I mean, it's not supposed to be terrible. It's not supposed to rain, so that's always a bonus. That's true. That's true. But I mean, it's you know, I mean, this is going to sound elitist, but I'm in the press box, so I don't really care. <laughs> that actually sounds very elitist. Yeah, I know it did. I knew it would. Before I'll I just be an elitist and agree with you. So <laughs> that's, you know, it's funny. Um, I guess the, uh, and I didn't think about this, it's a dome stadium there, you know, in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. Right. But uh, I was talking to to one of the other guys, and he said it's an open-air press box there. Yeah. So, like, they were, you know, taking in all the ambiance and atmosphere. You could really, you could really feel it, you know, because that's, that's something that really, you know, that we don't get with, you know, with that thick glass in front of us even if they crack those little you know windows open on the top of the yeah, press you box get you just it. don't get much sound in there yeah because remember we uh somebody in the chat was telling us you know if they never hear that that certain song uh you know it'd be too soon right. kind of thing that's and we're right like, i don't even know what you're talking about like you can if you strain you can hear what's going on out there you know what i mean but it's not like in your face so that you can't hear yourself think or anything like that i mean Right. We're taking notes. We're talking to each other. I mean, what happens out there doesn't really affect. And But I will say what I am looking forward to, since this is the first night game, is the light show. Like they're, That's true. I assume they're going to have a light show like they did last year. I do like the light show. And that was pretty cool last year. So I am very much looking forward to that, even though I don't think the game is going to be all that exciting. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping the light show is exciting. Yeah, I agree. Anthony asking, Vince on a Tuesday? What do we owe for this appearance? <laughs> uh, payback is what we owe it to because yeah. my man Jesse was very helpful to me uh, as Dylan progressed, my son, progressed through the playoffs or, you know, whatever. 
I would have, I would like to go watch those games. And Jeff's right. Like, I got you. And so there's I'm been a lot of back. swapping the last couple yes. of weeks. And I, you know, on I had to get out my calendar and write <laughs> down, you know, who's going to be here on know, what right? day, so I know who to send stuff to. I know, but Jeff has been awesome. Together. He's been helping me out, and uh, so I'm paying him back by giving him the day off, which sounded. Apropos, so it uh, my I might have been doing today's show anyway. So that's I right, a little under the weather. That's so. yes, he he came down with something yesterday. He's a little sick right now. Yeah. He is hoping to be here by Thursday at the end of the week. So you've got another day of Vince tomorrow with the mailbag show. Hopefully, Jess will be in for uh, a spot on uh, Thursday, and we've got some uh, I think some pretty cool stuff that we'll talk about. You know, yeah. he he's been doing his his chalk stuff, and I there's uh. There's some very, you know, you you use the word apropos, very apropos type stuff, I think, that we'll be talking about. No doubt. Okay. Today, we're here to talk about the one and only Drew Pine. Oh, baby. A guy who, you know, let's be honest, probably you and I thought that once training camp was over, we might not be talking about this guy the rest of the season. That's right? fair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, maybe in mop-up duty or, you know, something along those lines. You know, I didn't I didn't see him as a Tommy Reese closer, you know, in that kind of a role or anything. I mean, he was the number two quarterback, and I don't, you know, it wasn't like a situation where he would have a package or, you know, any of that. Like, he was going to be the number two guy. Now, granted, number two quarterback is always the most popular guy on the team, so I'm sure we would have had to talk about Drew Pine at some point. But no, not to the extent that we are talking about him it's now. Because he was kind of coming up anyway. You know, like Right. <laughs> and then, of course, once the Marshall game was over, it was all, you know. Oh, yes. Didn't have any options left. If you love drinking coffee every morning, you have to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it super easy to get the best coffee delivered fresh from the finest local roasters around the country. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. Trade partners with the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you'll love, fresh to your home, and on your preferred schedule. And you get to support small local businesses, which is a win-win. Whether you already know what you like or are new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make coffee at home. My wife likes a dark roast with full flavor, and every brand we've tried has lived up to the billing. Whether it's the Big City Blend from Joe's Coffee, the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, or the Holmes Blend from Sparrows, every cup has not only had a pleasing aroma while brewing, but also a rich, full taste. So whether you're just getting started or a coffee aficionado, Looking to discover something new? Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash Irish. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Derek, by the way, says you got to come up with an intro. I hear Voodoo Child. I tell you what, Vince knows my my music affinity and how I love to use music, you know, with different intros and and stuff like that. And it, it really, we've talked about this before. It just bums me out yeah. that we're not allowed to use like any copyrighted stuff. You know, like Narco, the Blaster Jacks, Timmy Trumpets, you know, New York Mets. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that song became huge this year. On my radio show, I was using it for a year before yep. before any of this blew up this summer, as you very well know. We were we were using Narco as our rapid fire intro yep. because the station pays, you know, ASCAP fees and and you know all those different things, you know. So we're allowed to use copyrighted music when we were with the radio, but we're not allowed to do it here because of the old YouTube stream, and we don't want the YouTube's taken down if we're using copyrighted yep, stuff. Exactly, so. it, it's all, and we and we've had we've had claims on our shows in the past, and so we have to be careful about what we you know present and all of that. Unfortunately, yep, that is absolutely right. Yeah, uh, Tyler says it's the year of the backup quarterback guy. I mean, you're right about that. Like. I just saw today Jalen Daniels from Kansas, my guy, is going to be out oh, the entire man. rest of the season. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, I didn't came see down that. on his shoulder. I, you know, I think it's basically the injury that Tyler Buckner has, but it's on his throwing shoulder, and you know, so he's going to be done for the year. You know, backup came in and played well. It's you know now it's a matter of can he kind of keep that going, especially down at Oklahoma this weekend. So, yeah, we'll see. But you're right; it's seen a lot of it. You know, look down. Alabama, all all across the land, plenty of backups coming in. But as for Drew Pine, he follows his twenty four of thirty four career high two hundred eighty nine yard day with three touchdowns against North Carolina. Takes a week off with the bye, comes right back and completes seventy nine percent of his twenty eight passes for two sixty two and three more touchdowns. Yeah. You know, let let's. So I guess let's start with with what you saw against BYU. Do you like what you saw of uh, of Mr. Pine out there? Yeah, I think you know he is he has exceeded my expectations up to this point. I think again, Tommy Reese understands who Drew Pine is, and he is calling an offense so that Drew Pine can be successful. And I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. That's what you're supposed to do as an uh, as an offensive coordinator, as a coach. You adapt to the players that you have and. Tom Reese has done a very good job of enhancing what what Pine does well. And I also think that Pine is adapting well to the starting role and to Tommy Reese and to his receivers to a degree, especially Michael Mayer, no doubt about that, right? And so 
I, I think I think overall he's doing a fantastic job. There's not much more I could ask of Drew Pine right now than what he is giving. Okay. Yes. Has he missed some open receivers? Has he missed some reads and things like that? Yeah, he has. But that would have been the case for any quarterback, yeah. you know, in his first one, two, three starts of his of his career, right? And so that's to be expected. Those are called growing pains. And the offense is slowly opening up little bit by little bit every single week. And Drew Pine is answering the bell. So I think he's doing a great job as of right now. He has exceeded my expectations, like I said. And I think that there's more to Drew Pine out there that I hope that we get to see over the next few weeks. I agree. And Anthony jumped out and he jumped back in. And I think we scared him. You know, Bryce Young is not out for the year. We were just <laughs> talking about someone brought up, you know, this is the year of the backup quarterbacks. And I just mentioned how, you know, Alabama had to obviously play with a backup quarterback last week with, with Young out. The Kansas quarterback is out for the year. If you care about that, I do. But I mean, I know you did. I and you should. Yeah, that's the way it is. We'll kind of save some of this. We're, you know, we've got a few. Um, intertwining Tyler Buckner type questions mm-hmm. coming in. And I've got, you know, I've got some of the the stuff starred that, you know, that we'll kind yep. of try to use as we go along. We'll save the Buckner stuff because there's a specific Buckner part to this conversation that we're going to have with Marcus Freeman was about that yesterday. You know, I agree. I mean, they are, they, from the very beginning, they suited this offense. Well, they, they suited a game plan anyway in Drew Pine's first start to suit him we talked about it you know it's just that in the first half i think he was so amped up yeah that you know he didn't know which way was up you know and, <laughs> and it was we saw it it was all over the place and once he calmed down by halftime and we saw that he played so much better in the second half i mean for the season now he's completing 72 more better than 72 percent of his passes nine touchdowns the two interceptions a 167.3 efficiency rating. If the season ended today, the completion percentage and the efficiency rating would be single season Notre Dame records. Now, the season doesn't end today, right. but he's at least off to a great start, you know, in terms of opening some eyes and just just the way yeah. that he's playing. He's very efficient. You know, I think the biggest concern I had based on what we saw of him in training camp with a couple of errant plays that he made and what we saw at the end of that Marshall game when he came in and, and threw the interception and really threw two but had one called back, that's what I was worried about. Absolutely. just going to turn the ball over too much, but yep. he's taking exceptionally good care of the ball. Well, I mean, it was it was decision-making and accuracy were the two things that I was most nervous about with Drew Pine. And it wasn't that he couldn't handle the job. I, mentally, I think he's, he's, he's there. He's a leader. I mean, being the quarterback at Notre Dame requires a certain leadership capability and I think he's got that in spades I mean we've always talked about how he's kind of the emotional leader of that room and of the team it's always been that way since Drew Pine has been on campus it was that way last year under Jack Cohn it was that way you know since they named Tyler Buckner as the starter I mean so I was never worried about that but I was worried about some of his on-field attributes right and he has shut me up up to this point right now they haven't asked him to do a ton yet as I said, the offense is going to open up more as the season goes on. And so, we're I mean, realistically, logically, you would think that those numbers are going to come back down to earth a little bit. But they haven't asked him to do a lot. But one of the best signs that I think we saw from him, just in his confidence and, well, 
a couple of different things. I'll just stick with the with the first thing that came to mind because again, a lot of this is going to kind of intertwine. But the throw to Jaden Thomas, Jaden Thomas was blanketed in oh, man to man yes. coverage. Oh yeah, and his willingness to throw the ball to a man who was who was covered tight and just let a big physical receiver go get it, especially for a guy so inexperienced. His willingness to do that is something that really stood out to me on that play. We, you know, we haven't seen a ton of that so far. You know, there are times where, as you've said before, he's missing receivers. You know, there's 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 other plays to be made sure. out there that he's maybe not quite seeing. Maybe he's just a beat behind. But, like, that play in particular really stands out to me for a young quarterback who's willing to let his receiver make a play on a ball. And that's, I think that's really important. And it it And this has nothing to do with Drew Pine because I like that he put it out there for him. I'm just surprised that that's the guy who was running that route in that situation. Yeah. Because that's not Jaden Thomas's thing. Like, that's not who he is. You know what I mean? He's not going to get separation from guys. Now, he went up and made one hell of a play, and you got to tip your cap to that because that was one hell of a play. You know, and it was underthrown by Drew Pine. And Jaden Thomas made him look good. It's one thing, when I used to coach receivers, our mantra, and this is what I would tell them, is that, our job is to make the quarterback look good, right? right. That could have very easily been a pick, right? And Jaden Thomas sure. turned it into a touchdown. I mean, that's a complete 180 that, from what it could have been. And so, that's also why a lot of quarter, especially young quarterbacks, won't make that throw. Sure, absolutely. Right? Yes, yeah. no doubt about it. So, yeah, I give credit where credit is due. I mean, Drew Pine is not afraid to put the ball in harm's way, okay? And he has – lucky is not the right word but he hasn't turned the ball over by doing that now the tip at the line of scrimmage that's not even really his fault that just that happens right yeah uh, but he hasn't turned the ball over by making silly mistakes and i give credit to him about that and and marcus freeman has pounded into his head protect the ball protect the ball protect the ball so I mean, he is Derek is saying Vince, he can't see them. He's short. I mean, yeah, he's shorter. You know, that's why he's thrown the ball into the line a couple of times. Yeah, he's taller than you and me. So you know. yeah, I mean, that's you know, like as an opposing <laughs> defensive lineman, that's got to. Well, that's very true. That's got to be part of the scouting report. Is like, be ready for that ball yeah. to come out and get your hand up as soon Absolutely. as you see it coming anywhere close to you. And you that know? should be that should be the scouting report on any quarterback. Put your hands yeah. in the air when you see the ball going, and it just so happened one got tipped. I mean, again, that's not necessarily Drew Pine's fault. I mean. I, there's a Hall of Fame quarterback down in New Orleans who is no taller than Drew Pine who seemed to do okay throwing over his offensive line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I wanted to to bring in some of these questions that we've got from the chat. Leopard, it was also brought up sometime in the podcast that Tommy might have an easier time calling plays for a quarterback that was similar to him. Is that such a bad thing? Well, in this case, it's not. Right, and, right. And, you know... It, it definitely seems that way because in the yeah. in the, the times where he's had a chance to play call you know call plays for you know Tyler Buckner mobile quarterback it it looks different you know it definitely looked different. Oh, I, I mean, look, is it a bad thing? It's a bad thing if you want to be an offensive coordinator for your career. Yeah, it's a bad thing. You should be able to adapt to the personnel that you have and. Typically, he has been able to. Like everywhere, you know, all the other personnel around the quarterback. Yes. And we've yes. seen that this year. He he Absolutely. is adapting to that. But to the quarterback specifically. It seems to be a struggle. I yes. mean, and I, I didn't want to believe that. And we kind of had this discussion a couple of weeks ago. I didn't want to believe that that was the case. 
because I had, I mean, Tommy Reese is a really, really smart X's and O's guy, really, really intelligent. And I was like, no, that, that can't be it. But I mean, the evidence that we have in front of us, it's hard to dispute that fact is that he calls a better game for guys that suit the way he used to play or the way he wished he would play, I guess is a good way to put it. Right. And so it's, it's hard for me to dispute right now, but that is not good. If you want to make a living as an offensive coordinator, it's good for this moment in time. It was good for Ian book, I suppose, but it is not good overall because you're not always going to have that quarterback in a nutshell. Like that's not always going to be the case. So uh, especially if he goes to the NFL, that's not always going to be the case either. Very true. Very true. So Drew Pine came out, did a little post-game stuff Saturday night after his game, and he was asked about the progress that he's made this season. So let's listen to that, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. It's just preparation and taking every single practice like a game and just preparing really hard. But also, you know, something that, you know, all you guys saw during the Cal game was, you know, all my teammates coming up to me when I was down. And, you know, when I wasn't succeeding, every single player on the team, offense, defense, special teams, so many guys came up to me and had my back. And honestly, like the reason I'm so comfortable out there is because I, I love each and every one of the guys that I'm on the field with. I They're all my best friends. And, you know, that just makes me really comfortable to go operate. Okay. Kumbaya a little bit there from Drew Pine. But I think, you know, bigger bigger picture when you hear that, Vince, like Jason Garrett said in the broadcast the other night, that guys on the team play for him and you know then you hear drew pine talk about that and you did see that a lot of encouragement sure from from his teammates out there yeah he did and they they wanted to pick him up just like he would pick them up if the if the roles were reversed i mean that's just who drew pine is and that is not oh i want to put this out there that is not a slight on uh tyler buckner the guys wanted to play for him too, okay? That, that it's it's not right. one or the point. other. That's a good point. You know, and, and so Just I don't want to because they want to play for Drew Pine doesn't mean they didn't want to play for Tyler Buck. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I do want to put that out there, but they do want to play for Drew Pine. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he plays hard. He's he's an emotional leader. Some guys, you know, are attracted to that more than others, and that's totally fine. But you also have to remember it's a football game, and if your quarterback sucks. Your football team's not going to be very good. That's so, of true. course, they want their quarterback to do better. Hey, come on, buddy. Let's go. You know, and he was able to pick it up and do a good job. And so he is living up to what they would hope that he would be. Yeah. And, like, you know, Michael Mayer, remember Michael Mayer was kind of giving him a pat on the, the back and all yeah. that kind of stuff after he, you know, overthrew him and was off the mark and all that different stuff. He was out there encouraging and encouraging him. And those guys have spent a lot of time together over – you know, I don't know if it – I'm sure that it's probably started since Drew Pine became the starter, but, like, my, you know, Mayor was talking about it after the game of the press conference, you know, all the time that they spend together, and, like, he sure. was talking about it on the field with NBC the other night, you know, how they spend it, like, they'll go out there 30 more minutes after practice right. is over and work on routes, and, you know, so, like, you see a lot of that. I mean, you obviously saw that come shining through Saturday with the 11 catches and, and, and again, oh, yeah. the faith that Drew Pine had a Michael Mayer out there. But that's Absolutely. a good guy to have faith in, too. Absolutely. I mean, look, he I, I said it, I think it was yesterday or the post game. I don't know. It all runs together. But he is the ultimate security blanket. I mean, you can 
put it just about anywhere, and Michael Mayer is probably going to come down with it, that's not a bad guy to go to. Now, I think if it continues in this manner, that's going to be to the offense's detriment because he was forcing it into Michael Mayer when other guys were running wide open. But at the same time, they were successful doing it. Michael Mayer set records. They're winning games. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But uh, you're going to have to diversify your 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 balls, your footballs a little bit more if you're the quarterback at Notre Dame. Moving forward. Right. Moving forward. Right. Are you ready to get into this? As Vigo says, Drew Pine is the people's champ. Are you ready <laughs> to get into this Tyler Buckner yes. thing? Okay. I'm ready. So Marcus Freeman at his press conference Monday was asked, basically, you know, like he, the, the question was something along the lines of you have gone back and sort of, you know, looked at yourself and reevaluated stuff we've talked about, how he changed the messaging, for example, you know, like the way he was doing things and, and, you know, not necessarily second guess, but decided that he needed to do things differently in those right. instances. So he was asked kind of along those lines, well, you know, you re you know, reassessed, looked at those things, you know, do you, do you go back and, you know, maybe second guess yourself at all about not just making Drew Pine the starter from the beginning? And before we get into that, here is Marcus Freeman's answer to that. question that decision at all um that was earned that was earned through practice and we made a decision and, and sometimes the results you know can can put a mask over your eyes and clouding the the process to getting to that decision and, and i know we didn't win those two that game and three quarters that tyler played but tyler buckner earned the right to be the starter through preparation now drew pines uh a superb job and he's done an excellent job at leading this team and um, he's earned the right obviously now to be our starting quarterback and has done a great job with this opportunity but no I don't question our decision in terms of making Tyler start to start the year so Freeman saying there he does not question the decision to make Tyler Buckner at the start of the year and uh, so I'll just let you kind of go, Vince, because I know you what you, you know, we we were going to talk about this yesterday. Yeah, we didn't have time. Let me take this real quick yep. moment to remind everybody: smash that like button if you would, real quick. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. I forgot to mention it earlier, but I'll, I'll let you go. And then you know, again, we've got more Tyler Buckner type comments here in the chat that we'll get into as we get into this part of the conversation. Now, I won't even say that it was a bad question. Or that it was an unnecessary question. Because whatever. You can ask whatever questions that you want. That's fine. There were other questionable questions in that uh, in that press conference. But look, you and I were both at practice. There were a lot of people at practice. They, you know, are quote-unquote sources that are at every single practice, right? There was no debate as to who the starting quarterback was going to be. Zero debate. There was a clear division, a, a clear chasm, okay, between Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine. Right. It, there just was. And it has nothing to do with my like or dislike of anybody that has zero to do with it. 
I think Drew is a, a great leader, a great emotional leader for this team. I think he's got the respect of the team and all of that. Tyler Buckner's a better football player. And it, it's going to be very difficult for anybody to convince me otherwise based on what I've seen with my own two eyes. And it has been said in the chat many, many times, and I agree 100%. This is just the most recent, by the way, from Ed3. The offensive line has been playing 200% since the Marshall game. That makes a huge difference. Just look at the protection that Buckner had against BYU the other night. Uh, you know, there were times when he had to chance to go through his whole progression two or three times he had so much time in the pocket I mean it was embarrassing how much time he had to throw the ball it's almost like it it just didn't seem normal okay the O-line is so much better than it was when in in the one and a half games that Tyler Buckner had okay and one of those games was against Ohio State so that is the other thing that we also have to mention now they lost to Marshall he was the starting quarterback for that no excuse okay now, that doesn't all fall on the starting quarterback, but there's no excuse for that. Well, it, it, kind of what you led with, like when you know the answer, it is, you know, it is it is always easier to go back and readdress the question, I guess. <laughs> right? Like, Absolutely. because now we know that Drew Pine is playing well. So it's easy to go back and say, well, why wasn't he just the starter? From the beginning, look at the way Tyler Buckner played it. I mean, right. the offensive line was not playing well at all in in those first two games. Right. And we were sitting here going, what the heck is going on with this? This is not something that we saw coming. Why isn't it gelling? But, you know, but then again, like when you go back and look at it, the fact that you had essentially had, with the exception of Alt at left tackle, you essentially had a different starter at every position than That's you true. had last year. And even with Jarrett Patterson, he obviously missed the first game. So the Marshall game was the first time that he and Zeke Carell were playing next to each other on the offensive line. And, you know, so it's just they have to be together right. as a unit. And I think right. that I think that some of that interior protection has definitely been <clears throat> helped with the steadying hand of Jarrett Patterson. No doubt. And a healthy playing Jared next Patterson. to yeah, playing next to Zeke Carell and also playing next to to the young guy, Alt, on the other side of him. You right. know, all that. All that is a part of this. There's there's no way to get around that. It's just it, it it looks a lot different, you know, from from pass protection to run blocking and everything else. Sure. Um, you know, here's I think a a good question. Ian Johnston says not asking for a comparison between the two, just if the play calling would have suited Tyler as well as it has Pine. And I think that is an excellent point. It is a very good point. If the plays had been called, you know, if the kind of plays that are being played there's no reason that Tyler Buckner couldn't have been running the offense that they're running right now for Drew Pine. That's oh, absolutely agree. Way to say it, and and part of the problem in the first two games is the offensive line was so porous and so poor that they was still tur- part of it. That they turned Tyler Buckner into a running back to try to get running yards because right. they couldn't run the ball in a conventional fashion, and that's why he got hurt. Right? I mean, that's right. part of why he got hurt is because they're having to run him so much just to get any kind of production from the offense on the ground. And so he wasn't even able to sit back in the pocket and throw the ball. And everybody's saying, oh, Pine's so much more accurate and blah, 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 blah. They they weren't asking Tyler Buckner to throw the same balls that Drew Pine was throwing in his first few starts. Yes. I mean, plain and simple. The, the throws that they were asking Drew Pine to make were 
way easier and way shorter than the throws that they were asking Tyler Buckner to make. That's a fact. Again, I know that people, based on watching Tyler Buckner, like in the Virginia Tech game specifically last year, would say, well, could he have made those throws? You know, he wouldn't have been able to make those throws. But again, watching him in the situations we got to see him and in practices, he looked like a different quarterback. He, he, he could make those throws. There's there's no doubt in my mind he could make right. those And throws. he was way more like way more accurate than Drew Pine was in practice. Yeah. And what I saw again with my own eyes, he was more accurate. Yes. Period. So it's not a debate, in my opinion. Now, Tyler's not available. So Drew Pine is the quarterback at Notre Dame, and they're doing a good job of allowing him to be successful. And he's doing a great a fantastic job of seizing the role and accomplishing what they're asking him to accomplish. And even more so than what they're asking him to accomplish, frankly, at this point. What do you think about this question from, from our Irish shy town? Does Tommy trust Pine more than Buckner? That's a really, really good question. It appears that he does trust Pine a little bit more, but at the same time, the offense is as an open as what, as it was for Buckner either. So is that a trust thing? Because he he trusted Tyler with more of the playbook than he has Drew Pine up to this point. I don't know if that's a trust thing. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question, though. I th- I think that this is the best analogy I can come up with right now off the top of my head. Like when you look at, at Tyler Buckner, the fact that he missed a season of high school football. Right. You know, and he hadn't played that much. And you compare him to Drew Pine, who had obviously been here a couple of years. He was sure. really good friends. Like... Ian Book took him under his wing when he was a freshman in books last year. And he and Jack Cohn studied to get, you know, in the film room and all that stuff last year as well. Sure. It's like Tyler Buckner came in with like like his his college prerequisites were incomplete. You know, like yeah. he he didn't have <laughs> he wasn't up to speed. And then like he's trying to kind of make up for some of that after he got into college. Whereas Drew Pine had not quite grad level, you know, work, but because of the fact, you know, again, like he's he's been with Ian Book and saw how Ian Book was doing things, and he's been with sure. Jack Cohn, another veteran, yeah, was, you know, kind of able to absorb That's some of that. Really I just think point. that there was a greater base of knowledge that Drew Pine has, you know, because again, like when we were talking about Buckner when he was out there, they had to help him. It seemed like a lot, just in ter- like he wasn't able to make the kind of pre-snap reads that Drew Pine is able to make. Right? I agree. And I don't think that his ability to go through the progressions, I think maybe it was still a yeah. little bit too fast for him. You well, know? and I also feel like they put more pressure on Tyler Buckner than they have on Drew Pine. I, it, from a from a play-calling standpoint, from an execution standpoint, from a right. running-the-ball standpoint, Like I, I feel like the offense was more on the shoulders of Tyler than it is on the shoulders of Drew at the moment, three games in, right? And – Maybe that affected him as well. You know what I mean? Like, man, if I don't do this, we're screwed. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what it feels like. And where whereas now with the offensive line performing the way they are and the three-headed monster at at running back is performing the way they are, sometimes Drew just has to turn around and hand the ball off. Yeah. You know, Tyler did not have that. He did not have that. If they wanted to run the ball, he was the one running it, you know? And so that's a lot of pressure to put on a first-year starting quarterback as well. So, I mean, that is also part of it, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to see. Remington, 
but is it fair to say it's not fair to Tyler Buckner, but the offensive line is playing better now than at the beginning of the year. We've kind of hit that sure. a little bit. And Johnny says, you keep saying it looks different, but everyone discounts the fact the O-line was terrible at the beginning. We never got to see right. what Buckner could be with protection. Okay, so this takes us into our next question, because another question was asked yesterday about whether or not, not just the line is better, but that Drew, has Drew Pine, could he be responsible for the overall improvement of the offensive line? And of course, Marcus Freeman shot that down. What do you think about the fact? I, I was kind of surprised that that question was asked. Yes, I was. I'm honest. Yes, I I, uh, I was very surprised at that particular question. Uh, does a quarterback have an impression on an offensive line? Sure. I don't think in this case, in this scenario, that the, the changing quarterback had anything to do with the offensive line's improvement. I think the improvement on the offensive line has come because they're the five of them are now playing together for an extended period of time. Right. They've had that time to grow and communicate. Their fundamentals have gotten better. Now, are they being asked to block a little bit differently than they did when Tyler was in there? Yeah. Yeah, they are. And maybe they're a little bit better at it. And maybe they would have figured that out whether Tyler was the quarterback or not. But I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Drew Pine is in there at quarterback. It, it's a bit of a stretch of a question, but it has coincided with Drew taking over. But that's because it was game three for this offensive line to be together. Right. As opposed to games one and two. And game one, they didn't even have Jared Patterson, right? So yeah. I, it it's just coincidental. And I know people say there's no such thing as a coincidence. But in this case, I think it is a coincidence that the offensive line continues to get better as Drew Pine has entered the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I think you could say is, again, like when you look at pre-snap reads and, you know, maybe the ability to change some protection and stuff like that, sure, Drew Pine has a hand in that. You know, the, the quarterback is always going to have a hand in that. But, but again, like just the fact that Jarrett Patterson has been out there now for what is it, the last five games? Is that what it is? Four. Uh, I'm, I'm Total? My math, five. Four, five. Four games. He's been out there for four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, because he missed the, the first. Yes. yes. Just, you know, Patter again, the, I think it's more about the line figuring out how to work together as a unit, just that experience together. Yes, there can be some impact from, from having Drew Pine, you know, again, just, just, you know, the ability to make some of those pre-snap reads, change some protections and things like that. But I think it's much more – about the line itself, because, you know, just look at like, it was a, it was a very workmanlike 200 plus yard rushing day the other day for, mm -hmm. you know, against BYU, for example, you know, like, it, and think about that because of what you said, like Tyler Buckner had to run the ball and it, it basically his season ended up getting his, his season ended because of the fact that he had to run the ball because the offensive line was not able to get any push up mm -hmm. front in those first couple of games. Well, look at where the running game is now. You right. know, it's it's completely different, and that has an impact on Drew Pine indirectly as well. Yeah, no no question about it. I mean, it, Drew Pine is benefiting from a, an offensive line that is hitting its stride at this point. Now, is there still room to grow and still work to do? There's no doubt about it, but at the same time, 
he is benefiting from this offensive line there. I mean, just, he is period. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff make Buckner has a gear pine. Doesn't that you'll need to win games against Clemson and USC would have loved to see that, uh, what he could have done with this line and run game. We will never know now. Right. I agree. You know, and I think that that was a, a, you know, a factor in the decision as well. Like if you go back and the fact that he had that extra element, with his legs, you know, and we saw that last right. year, his, his ability to make plays with his legs. And it makes you multidimensional and it may, yeah. it gives the defense more to think about and more to prepare for and all of that. And I do want to address this particular comment. Jay says if Pine was six, three, he'd be getting all kinds of love. I can give a <laughs> crap how tall he is. I mean, it means absolutely zero to me. We've had enough evidence in the NFL and in college that height doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. It does. It doesn't matter anymore. It, I mean, there there are offenses and there are ways. Look at Tyler to Murray. Now work again, Tyler it. Murray has a different gear, but uh, for sure. But the I mean, guy's you, lucky if he's t- as tall as you and I. There, there, there's there's a lot of shorter quarterbacks that are successful. I will say that. Yeah. Is yeah. it more ideal if you if everything else is equal and one guy's taller? Yeah, okay, you go with the taller guy. That's fine. But it mean you know in this particular case, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Um, Salty, if Drew Pine wins out, including the bowl game, do you think he would be named starter without an open competition? Not a chance. Season? No way. I agree as well. I, I don't think there's any reason to do that because you had one guy who was the starter. Right. You've got another guy who became the starter by default, and regardless how, of, of how good he plays, for the good of the program, Right. I think you have to go into spring and say this is still an open competition because we've got two starting quarterbacks here. That's yep. that's and what I no, I completely agree with you. And and if anybody listened to us during the summer, we said over and over and over again, Drew Pine can win you 10 games a season. And that's fantastic. That's great. I just don't think he's a championship level quarterback. Right. I, he has done nothing to prove that part wrong. He he has ex- again, he has exceeded my expectations. I will be the first one to admit that, right? And I hope he continues to do so as the season wears on because he'll need to do that to beat Clemson and USC, you know, and and win out, right? But I don't think he's a championship level quarterback just yet. And I don't know that he ever has that opportunity to be that. He's not going to get that opportunity this year because they're not in, they're not going to win a championship. They're not going to be in contention for a championship unless the world explodes. But like, I just don't – I think he can be a 10-win quarterback. I just don't know that he can be a championship-level quarterback. I thought the no, same thing fair. about like, Ian Book. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've said before that this team needs to keep progressing every week leading right up to Clemson right. and then see what happens against Clemson. Uh, you know, just like for the entire team, that's going to be the true test for Drew Pine, how he performs right. against Clemson, how he performs against USC, the two remaining big dogs – on the schedule. That's going to be the true test because absolutely you know, go back to Ian book when he threw 15 of his touchdown passes against the group of five teams yes. on the schedule, but it was much tougher for him against the power five opponents. And obviously much tougher for him against the Clemson's and Alabama's, right. you know, that's, that's, that's the test. I mean, that's, that's the real thing regardless of what happens. Yep. I agree. And, can we? Can we that, let? It... That's what the decision has to be made. That that's what the, how that decision has to be made. You know, in the spring or next fall or whenever it's made. 
that's what it ultimately has to be about. We, if if we're going to be a championship level team, right? Which of these quarterbacks gives us the best chance to win a championship? Exactly, exactly. No doubt about that. Completely agree with you. And that that I mean, that's the mic drop moment right there, in my opinion, with this whole conversation. And it has nothing to do with whether I like or don't like Drew Pine. I think Drew Pine's a good quarterback. Right. He's not right. a championship level quarterback. He has not proven that to me. And I don't think he ever will. He's a three-star quarterback. No, he's doing a great he's job. Have a couple he's... opportunities yes. to really show what he can do. Absolutely, and maybe games. I'll be changing my tune at, yeah. by then. But at the moment, no, I don't. Because he's don't already proven us wrong. Who knows? Maybe right. he still can. But absolutely, that's what he's going to have to do. You know, and like, so like, if the question is, if he wins out, do you name him the starter? I still don't think you name him the starter. But you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you've got a guy who can play. If, if they're able, you know, to to win out and win those games specifically against Clemson and USC. But again, you've got another guy on the roster and everything they've talked about is, you know, development and, right. and you know, execution and, and improvement and all these different things. And, you know, I mean, that's essentially what what spring ball is supposed to be about sure. and, and what, you know, what early fall training camp is supposed to be about is – is competition, you know, and Marcus Freeman has talked a lot about that as well. Healthy competition. And I right. think that's what he wants. I, I, I think that they would, they're, they're going to be a much better football team going into camp with the idea that there is a competition for that job rather than just naming one guy or the other. Oh, absolutely agree with that. And I, I mean, the big test is going to be, and I guarantee you, this is what Clemson will do. Okay. They're going to load the box and they're going to try to stop Notre Dame's run. Let's say that they, Stop Notre Dame's run game. Can Drew Pine sit back and pick apart the Clemson defense? Ian Book couldn't do it. We saw that. Can Drew Pine do it? I don't know. We'll see. If he can do that, maybe that changes my mind a little bit. Now, we've also seen that Clemson secondary blows. So, I mean, that's part of it. But they're going to try to stop Notre Dame's run game. And so that means Drew Pine is going to have to pick apart the defense. Sit back there. Go through his progressions hit actual open receivers as opposed to trying to drill it into Michael Mayer all the time. Can he do it? I don't know. Yeah. I hope right. so. Cause I would love to be a witness to Notre Dame beating Clemson at home in a, yeah. in a few weeks. I would. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, Vigo says if we win the national championship with Buckner, I'll send Sean and Vince $100 each. And do it. you know what? One, I will take your money. Two, I'm not sitting here guaranteeing that Tyler Buckner is the guy who's going to win the national championship. But what I am saying is the ultimate question is, when you're, especially at the quarterback position, when you're making that decision on who is going to be the starter, that has to be the ultimate question. As a team that's been to the college football playoff twice since you know since 2018 and just missed out on another trip to the playoff, yeah. that is the question. That is the next level for this program, and that's what every question has to come down to starting with recruiting is does this player give us the chance to make the next step and be a national championship team? And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm guaranteeing that's going to be Tyler Buckner, but when that decision is made, that has to be ultimately what you're shooting for. Absolutely. Yep. That's who could take the next step. Right. All right. There isn't one person in this chat that thinks Buckner will make it to the national championship game, let alone win. I, I don't. So does that mean that everyone thinks that Drew Pine will just because he's beaten Cal and Marshall and or not Marshall, sorry, Cal and and North Carolina and BYU? You know, again, like are we are we getting a little ahead of ourselves you right. know, with some of that? Again, and do we need? And I'm do we need to? Tyler Buckner will because. There are things like if it is going to be Tyler Buckner between now and then, I hope that he's using this opportunity, and I'm sure that he is, because like he's sitting up there in the coach's booth. There's a lot that he's needs to absorb between the ears so that he is a better quarterback when next year Absolutely. comes around. Whether he goes into the season as the starter or the number right. two, there's a lot of things that 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 he's got to get together because I think it has more again to do with just the body of work, and that's why. That's why it's it's to me such a bummer, regardless of what happens this year, that he got injured. Because as we said, when the injury happened, now he's missing out on a full right. year of development. Yes. And there was going to be growing pains as a yeah. first year starter at Notre Dame. There there were going to be growing pains. Those were anticipated. We talked about that ad nauseum leading up to the season. Nobody was expecting him to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, you know, as a first year starter. Are there guys out there in this universe that have done that? Yes. I did not anticipate Tyler Buckner being that guy. Yeah. Never said that. And so he's missing out on an entire year of making some mistakes and doing some of the things that first-year starters do, right? At the end of the day, you put these two guys side-by-side, side, you can't convince me that Drew Pine is the better option right now. You just can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the kid has moxie. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. I've seen kids with moxie that can't tie up their freaking shoes. That has nothing to do with anything, in my opinion. Nothing. That's right. Like, there are a million scrappy little point guards in the world. Yes. But that doesn't make them championship caliber point guards. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. undersized guy typically tends to be that guy, the guy with the spark and the fire boxing, you know, all those different things. Everybody loves to see. It's like, get you. It's the old white guys excited, you know, to, to see that guy go out there and grind. Cause 
it's like, man, he's overachieving and he looks, you know, it's, yeah, there's a lot of that, but talent wins out in the long run. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that people in this chat right here were talking about uh, Drew Pine's beer belly and not having his shirt tucked in. You remember That's that? Very true. That's very true. The same people. It's just it's hilarious right. to me. That's right. That's it's true. A, it's, it's just, you know, it whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. I'm looking at this question to see if. All right. I'll, I'll just go ahead and throw it up there. Which team would Buckner or Pine start over the last two wins? North Carolina or BYU? That tells you the state of the quarterback room. I say neither. I mean, I, the BYU quarterback looked like garbage to me. I wasn't even all that impressed with him. And everybody, after the fact, is saying that he was injured and everything else. I think either one of them would have an opportunity to start over over the Hill kid or Hall or Hill, whatever. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah, I was saw from him because there was a lot I, of hype going into that game. And I didn't see Lewis it. Riddick was raving about him as an NFL guy and all this different stuff. And I mean, I didn't see it. That, I mean, even that first throw, you know, like the very first throw that Tariq Bracey intercepted, like what was he even doing on that throw? Right. You know, right. like if I'm sitting here doing a BYU podcast yesterday, it's like, what was he doing? You hammer him for that throw. I know. And then it's straight know, in the air. Again, there was another one, uh, you know, later in the half where the, that he kind of flipped over to his left, I think. And there were like five Irish defensive backs over there and it fell in the middle of all of them. It's like, where were you even throwing that ball? Right. Right. I was not impressed with that by any stretch of the imagination. And look, Drake May is a good quarterback. There's no right. doubt about it. He's also in a very quarterback friendly system. Yeah. Okay. And that's part of it. Right, Notre Dame looked made him look real pedestrian when they played him. Yeah, and against other teams, he's lighting it up. Notre Dame's done that to a couple North Carolina quarterbacks right. in that system now too. Now Hal had a good game last year, but it was mostly I mean, with his legs than more, yeah, more so than with his, with his arm. Right, that's if true. I remember correctly. So, yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm I'm splitting hairs at this point. What I from what I've seen on the field, I would take Drake May over both of them at the moment especially since Tyler Buckner's injured, okay? But because of the offense that he plays in, he's got much more of an opportunity to put up big numbers. Yeah. Tyler had a super chat. San Diego State Saturday had a safety playing quarterback against Hawaii all game. I would guess he was probably a high school quarterback, but that's probably. interesting. <laughs> Just be thankful you don't have a safety playing quarterback. Exactly. Right now. Let's count your lucky stars. At this you know point. what else you can be thankful for? Drew Pine's play over the last three games, I just thought about this. We haven't had to say Steve Angeli very much for the last couple of weeks. We haven't because Drew Pine's actually been playing very well. I know. And so know. the backup quarterback is not the most popular person to talk about right now. And But this is giving Steve Angeli an opportunity to dive into the playbook and become yeah. a true QB2, and that's exactly what he needs to do. And so that's fantastic. And Drew Pine so. has talked about the fact that he's, you know, taken Steve Angeli along with him into the right. film room when he barricades himself inside. Absolutely. I, I love the fact that people just assume that the loser of the, the quarterback battle is just going to transfer out and quit. You know, yeah. hilarious. And and people need to start spelling people's names right, too. That annoys me. It's not you're, you're ticking the Dean off right now. Gosh. Come on, people. Come on! <laughs>